Hello. Hi. How's it going? Good, good. How long's it been? Ten, ten years, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Maybe, mm. maybe more like eleven. <laughs> maybe more like twelve hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's been a little bit longer than that, I guess. <sighs> yep. What are you gonna do? And it's kind of funny because we recorded Friday because we were late last week, and then I edited it last night, and I've heard it the whole entire time I was editing, and I'd listened to it before then. And I had listened to it after I edited it and uh, listened to a download of it to make sure that it played back correctly uh, today. So I've heard us talk about <laughs> things, about the same things since Friday. It, it, it's just kind of kind of strange. It's got to be super irritating to listen to us talk, isn't it? A little bit. A little bit. Hello, hello listeners. You're, you're not <laughs> sick of us because obviously you're listening to this podcast. At least the automatic download feature in their podcast app isn't sick of us yet. Yeah, but they still had to play it. Oh, maybe it was an accident. Like, they, they said, like, hey, hey Siri, play, play Nirvana or something, and then it just queued this up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we quite sound like Nirvana. I, once or twice, I have tried to swipe on my lock screen to uh, dismiss uh, a message from my podcast app and hit play instead. Oh. I've so t- there's that. Okay. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Get those accidental uh, page views or CPMs. Uh, cats per mango. Accidental Cats per Mango. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Accidental. It's the sequel. We didn't mango. Accidental Cats <laughs> okay, you're so gonna have, long. You're going to have to stop that right now. Uh-huh. So we're kind of winging it again this week, right? Well, not not winging, winging. Uh, don't scare them away. We, we have a plan. <laughs> we have a plan. <laughs> Which will I have been uh, in the description. But yeah, we're, we're going to... We're going to talk about teaser trailers, because uh, that uh, the fun new uh, Star Wars teaser's out. But not just the Star Wars teaser. We're going to do a retrospective on teaser trailers in general as a topic. Yes. Isn't that exciting, listeners? It is. We're, we're going to crap on all of your favorite movies at once. <laughs> yes, I know. It's, it's, it's just going to be like a rapid-fire session, too. Let's just, let's just get, this, get this down. First of all, let's discuss what a teaser trailer is. <laughs> Dan? <laughs> What is a teaser trailer? What does it mean to you? Uh, teaser trailer to me is uh, a hastily assembled, shortened version of a trailer that has uh, no indications of plot whatsoever. It's just something to get out in front of the public to whet their appetites and give them a little glimpse of what it's going to look like and hopefully keep them on the hook wanting to see it for the next eight months. Okay. Yeah. That's one way of looking at <laughs> does it. Does it yeah. serve another purpose? No, well, I mean, you said hastily, and I was going to say, you know, they they do put some... Right, by hastily, I mean it's assembled far uh, earlier in the post-production process than anything else, because there's probably only a handful of pieces of the film actually assembled. Yeah, I mean, in some cases, they might still be shooting or planning to do reshoots or something like that, or uh, they haven't started any of the visual effects in some cases, or they have visual effects, but they might be temporary or placeholders for what will eventually be there. Uh, so, which is also also why um, a lot of teaser trailers will either have shots that you don't wind up seeing in the movie, or they'll have uh, uh, effects that wind up being swapped out before the movie comes out. Now, that's usually <laughs> truer for that's usually more true for teasers than it is for trailers that are like a month from the thing coming out in theaters when people are like, Oh, maybe they'll update the effects 
uh, before it comes out in theaters. When, when it's a month away, probably not. Uh, if you're disappointed by something you're seeing in a trailer, it's probably that way for real. I think I remember some, some people saying uh, when the Green Lantern trailer uh, was coming out, it was like a month before Green Lantern was going to come out in theaters, and they're like, oh, maybe they'll change the suit. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> of all the things you're going to change, it's not something that was art-directed months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're totally, totally changing that right now. Uh, it's, it's, it's happening. That's, that's what's going on. It, it, people are rushing, <laughs> rushing to do that right this very second. All of those shots that you just saw were just t- totally temporary. Nothing's done yet. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the biggest, uh, the biggest one uh, with, that redid trailer stuff, uh, trailer visual effects. I think what was it like Iron Man two? I want to say, and one of the Transformers movies had a bunch of like extra polishing done in uh, visual effects from a trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember specific ones, but yeah, for sure. And also, um, a lot of times, uh, animated features, like for instance, uh, Ice Age. Um, we'll have like a whole narrative event with Scrat that's not part of the movie. Um, it, it, it is it is just telling you this little squirrel short story in order to entice you to come back and see the movie later. It's not it, it had it never really has this it, it, those kinds of trailers don't have something to do with the movie as much as they want to like evoke a feeling that you'll go see the movie. Uh, so th- th- it's also an interesting thing, but you generally do see that with animated stuff. Yeah. It's kind of akin to the like the Pixar short films they put ahead of their other movies, just kind of something something fun to look at. Yeah, um, even even though Pixar will also sometimes do things that are um, teasers that are directed just at the audience um, for for that, not like not like a, um, a short story, short a short film, um, which they also put in front of their productions. Well, that's because, uh, as you know, since the computer does all the work, there's no additional cost to just making scenes that don't don't actually end up in the movie when it's animated, as opposed to actually gathering people and cameras, because that costs money. Don't tell marketing you said that. (laughs) Oh, it's so not true at all. I know, I know. Oh, it is one of those things, you just gotta gotta roll with the punches. Um, if, if If there's trailers, then there's trailers, and you gotta make them. And then they'll be there. And then people will be excited. Or they'll be like, oh my god, I hate your movie. And then that's also, that's fun too, I guess. For mm. some people. I like trailers. I really do. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a fun, short medium that... Um, I don't know. I enjoy watching them. They're, they don't really seem like the kind of thing that gets the attention from the studio that uh, it deserves. I mean, because... Trailers have the potential to go viral in a massive way, but most of them aren't really planned for that kind of stuff, maybe just because the studio can't predict it. But a lot of them feel like they're assembled in the best hopes that people will enjoy them, but not so much. uh, Not all. I mean, teasers probably more so are expertly crafted to exclude certain details and include other small details. But uh, trailers aren't uh, they don't have quite the attention to detail, I think, that uh, they should because people analyze the living hell out of them, especially like we and everyone else on the internet is doing these days. Yeah, well, that's that's something that's really changed with um, the internet uh, these days. Because way back when you couldn't frame by frame through through anything unless you owned a theater uh, and a, a very <laughs> skilled projectionist. Um, no, you, you can't you can't pause film through a projector; it will melt. Yes, but you could you could take the negatives out and look. I don't know. Um, you could use a little loop, yeah, like yeah. you were studying uh, diamonds. Yeah. So um, uh, basically, 
the whole thing of like uh, teasers going, uh, teasers and trailers going viral is very recent, um, and it was tied to an event um, about fourteen years ago, uh, fifteen years ago ish, um, with a with a little little something called the Phantom Menace. Uh, so anyway, the situation is that uh, teaser trailers had existed. Um, and these little clip things, and then, uh, since in their in the format we kind of think of as teaser trailers, since apparently like the seventies, uh, with the Superman trailer that came out uh, in front of the Richard Donner Superman movie, uh, well, in front of by like eight months, and it was like a year behind production, and everybody was worried about it. Um, and then there were a couple other instances, but what we think of as like the teaser trailers we think of is really tied to Star Wars. Um, and the, uh, you know, big push of QuickTime, which isn't really how we view things anymore. Uh, everybody's up on uh, the YouTubes and uh, and whatnots, and uh, every motion picture studio has a YouTube channel, and they have their own uh, uh, video channels and video serv- uh, services that they promote through their, their sites and stuff, and they embed their own content. But back then, it used to be um, QuickTime content, uh, and it was a big deal that you could download this little clip of video that was like I think 360p, <laughs> yeah. And it took forever, like it really took forever because you were doing this probably over a modem, like let's say 56k. Uh, and you you download and you download and you download. You finally have it, and and the download wouldn't have crapped out on you, and you wouldn't have been disconnected, and you'd have the whole file, and then you'd play it in your little QuickTime player. Uh, in your little QuickTime 3 player or QuickTime 4 player. Uh, and then uh, you'd try to, you know, blow it up a little bit, scale it up a little bit. It'd be a little pixelated, but but you'd be like, oh, this is so great. And you, you'd look at you'd look at the, the stuff in the, the fog and you'd, you'd hear the, the Star Wars stuff. And you'd be like, oh, man, this is going to be awesome. And then you saw the movie and it was bad. But uh, <laughs> but that's 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 what basically changed how we we process teaser trailers um, with I specifically can can cite that I think as as an event that shaped uh, how everything else like Lord of the Rings, Avengers. Uh, we discussed the Age of Ultron uh, teaser uh, trailer thing um, in a little little episode called Cats Per Mingo, uh, <laughs> which which you know there, well there's a discussion about strings, but anyway. Uh, yeah, this was around the same time uh, when QuickTime. Do you remember QuickTime had that sort of like home screen interface where it would like present you with kind of like what uh, trailers.apple.com does nowadays? But there would be like little thumbnails and you could click on them and then it would pop up and stream something to you. Yeah, yeah. You, um, I hated that. It didn't reliably work for me. <laughs> no, it didn't. No. Uh, so I would usually just go to their website anyway and I would download from. Um, uh, and instead of going to a, a movies website, I would go to the QuickTime uh, website, and they would have a listing of all the trailers you could download. And the site has changed somewhat over time, um, but but back then you used to have to pick the 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 format and the resolution and everything, and you'd you'd wait an eternity for it. And I think it was like, I think they even had stuff that was as small as 240, I want to say, um, and then 360, and then I remember when. Um, I want to say, I want to say when, when like standard def was a possibility that that was a big 
big change, but I don't remember what that was tied to. If that was a specific movie, that event that that occurred for that one, but that wasn't even around for you couldn't watch it in standard def at home. I, I don't think for uh, Phantom Menace, it was just too big. Yeah, and then uh, didn't recently they remove all 1080 stuff? Isn't everything on the Apple trailer site 720 now? Um, I I believe so, and I, I think it's also all streaming now instead of uh, they might still right, have the downloadable. Down- they might still have the down. I should probably double check that. Hold on a second. No, no, you're totally right. Because there was an option on their site. Uh, you could click stream and then pick your resolution, or you could pick download and pick your resolution, and it would uh, actually send you. It would just download the file instead of loading in a QuickTime player. Mm-hmm. They they did get rid of that. They, there's like three options now. It's like 360p, 720p, and maybe 540p. Who knows? But um, yeah, I I'm I'm a fan of downloading trailers and uh, teasers and scrutinizing them far beyond uh, any reasonable human being would. Because it's fun to look for the small details. Oh, yeah, they did get rid of all of it. It, it just is play. <laughs> On all of them? Mm-hmm. No, there, there's no others. There's no other buttons. It's maybe, just play. Maybe when you hit play, you have the option to pick nope. between a couple of resolutions? Nope. It just launches <laughs> launches the player. No, picks, that's nice. picks for you. Um, but, you know, that's what the going public wants these days is to to just you know click on things in youtube or something and have it stream and most of the time when people are looking for trailers they're going to to youtube but it's a bit of a mess these days yeah as we've discovered when we were trying to do research for this podcast and we were trying to find all of the old trailers um then you find all of these like terrible fan trailers that people have made uh where there's like bootlegs and there's compressed ones and there's things where they decided they wanted to recut it themselves and put in the music from Requiem for a Dream. Um, <laughs> and people are the worst. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah so th- th- there's th- that. That's still kind of a kind of a uh, a thing. But but back then, you used to load it up on your you know VGA resolution monitor and your little QuickTime 3 player um, in your uh, iOS System 7 or System 8, maybe, um, um, computer. So that was nice. I- iOS System 7? No, no, oh, uh, Mac OS. Did I say <laughs> iOS? You did. Oh, I'm sorry. iOS definitely is is too... Uh, my, my Quadro 605 would not have me- me- met the uh, minimum system requirements for iOS 8. I don't know. The hardware requir- requirements are pretty low. Um, it had a 25 megahertz processor, 68040 mm. processor from Motorola, uh, that had the, uh, FPU disabled. Um, so it was the 68040, uh, LC, I want to say, or the 680 LC40. Um, and, uh, it also had, uh, eight, eight megabytes of RAM. Um, so I don't think it could run iOS 8. You said a lot of acronyms um, that I'm partially certain uh, are, are made up, but I think a couple of those were real. I think you're just kind of testing me because I told you I used to use Windows back then. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did, you, did you say like an F, FP, FPU? Yes, floating point unit. Oh. I was trying to figure out what animal per what that was. Um, ferrets per... Ferrets per umlaut? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I just picture a ferret wearing like a a, a Judas Priest T-shirt or something. Hmm. <laughs> uh, or, audience, audience, can we have somebody put a Judas Priest T-shirt on a ferret, please? 
No, uh, with with Photoshop. Humanely. Yeah, yes, with Photoshop. Humane. Please, please <laughs> do not purchase a ferret uh, on behalf of this show and put a, a, a Judas Priest t-shirt on it. That would be uh, irresponsible. And if you do, mail it to Dan. No, don't 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 do that at all. <laughs> put put air holes in because it's it's pretty hot in Arizona. Um, so so make it's sure. Very dry breeze. climate. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's appropriate for ferrets here. No, I don't think it's appropriate for ferrets anywhere. Have you ever smelled a, a, <laughs> uh, someone's apartment that has uh, that they've had a ferret in? I I, I uh, have not consciously done that, and if I have smelled an apartment that had a ferret in it, uh, I probably just assumed it was filth. Yes, it, it, well, it is basically because it, it, they they have a, a musky cat urine kind of an odor. Um, mm. So that's that's fun. That was uh, the kid in uh, kindergarten cop. He had a ferret, mm-hmm. didn't he? Uh, I don't rec- I don't recall. Didn't it Didn't it bite his uh, his evil dad who was trying to kidnap him? And that's how he escaped. Oh no no he didn't have it. It was the class ferret that he hid in his uh, his little sweater when the, the the sprinklers were on and the the fire alarm went off. Ah uh, well. Okay, we're not discussing that <laughs> teaser trailer though, so let's let's veer back towards the topic. Yeah, um, you, you sent me the one for uh, Superman, which I hadn't seen before. Obviously, uh, I wasn't alive in 1978, but there's literally no footage in it, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, well, and they used to do the. I can't remember another specific example of this, but I distinctly recall sitting in theaters in the 90s, and they would have like fl- flying text-only trailers for things, but I don't remember any of them. Um, which probably tells you something about the effectiveness of flying text trailers. Uh, but the- <laughs> Some of the first uh, videos that I made, like uh, when I was like 14 or whatever, me and uh, my cousin used to make videos together. Uh, they, they were just quote unquote trailers, which were basically like opening credit sequences of flying text. Mm, that's nice. I used to think <laughs> no, that- they were terrible. Yeah. Oh, well, I was being sarcastic. Um, so, sorry. Uh, but How dare the- you? <laughs> I know. What a surprise. Uh, but the... Uh, other thing i was gonna ask you was what was your what was your uh, trailer situation back then were you downloading the things and were you all excited on your windows uh, machine yeah back in 1978 yeah i know um yeah i i think um i, I downloaded the quicktime files uh whenever i could get my hands on them or whatever other file was around you know back when we had well vlc was around and oh winamp remember winamp they played videos for a while didn't they i thought it was just a visualizer what was the other uh terrible open source video player back then was it just vlc and i just don't remember that it's been around for that long um anyway not not important but the point is that uh whatever it was back then a lot of the ones that were set up for streaming once you would download the file like you couldn't frame by frame through them because uh, they would only have keyframes like every two seconds or whatever it was because they were horribly compressed so you could jump back like three seconds and then watch the looks the little three second loop but you couldn't actually frame by frame through them yeah. oh it was windows media player what am i talking about if you've ever tried to scrub in windows media player you know it is not possible oh yeah windows media player is a turd um <laughs> it probably still is yeah um and uh i, d- I distinctly um uh I also distinctly remember when you were describing streaming, uh, the world prior to QuickTime, in which we lived with a, a real media player. Oh um, no! Don't even. It was the worst. Mm-hmm. Now, some of our younger audiences members, like I don't know, Brian and Kyle, probably have never played with real media player, um, and basically, it was like jamming hot coals underneath your fingernails uh because you would 
you would just wait for this stupid thing to say it was buffering and kind of loading something and it'd be like some scratchy blocky stuff and then it would kind of play the audio out of sync I, with the video I think the rule was that uh 80 of the time it would buffer and no visual would ever show up like it just never never worked yeah well i mean that's one of the things about the 90s is that uh it was all about having uh a distinct cycling buffering animation for things <laughs> and, and quicktime doesn't escape this criticism either because streaming in quicktime was horrible before we had a uh, uh, more modern uh versions of quicktime um it's still not super great let's be honest and you can still even um and if you open up your your copy of QuickTime Player Seven, which I know you still have because you're you're a cranky old bastard like me, uh, if you open up your copy of QuickTime Player Seven, you can still get to that weird screen where you could click on the you know that web portal screen uh, where you could click on things. Uh, you you would be wrong because I I did not install because it was too much effort to go back and find QuickTime Seven when I got this new computer. Uh, I look down upon you. It, <laughs> It's so useful, really. Uh, in comparison to uh, uh, the current QuickTime player, which I remember mm. when QuickTime um, X or 10 or whatever, whatever you want to call it, uh, when, when the the 10th version came out, even though they were on 7, however you want to justify that, uh, when when that occurred, uh, QuickTime player 7 um, was, was just sort of like held to the side. It's like, okay, this code base is really old and garbagey but it's really useful. So we're just going to start from scratch and we'll just add in everything else that used to be there. Um, and they've never added back all of the stuff that used to be there. So there's a lot of things that you can't actually go ahead and do in uh, the current version of QuickTime, um, uh, especially with manipulating clips and stuff that used to be pretty easy. Uh, it's just not there. And there's seemingly no plan to add that back in, but it doesn't really matter because that's not really the future of video um for your your home entertainment reasons and stuff yeah no um one thing that quicktime 10 uh does have the quicktime 7 doesn't which is uh we'll call it a feature uh i i was <laughs> making a video one time that uh had like a number of like uh picture in picture kind of things going on but it had a black border around it it's probably like a 10 pixel black border around the entire video and then there were like you know 10 pixel black borders between the different picture and picture on the screen uh it tries to intelligently trim that stuff off assuming that your video accidentally had a black border around it so uh -huh. quicktime 10 will basically say no I, I think whoever made this file screwed up and accidentally left a border around here and will automatically crop your playing video not this is not just the thing where it rounds off the edges uh, for some uh, inscrutable reason just to make it look prettier on your your interface it will actually zoom in and crop your video while it's playing back and not actually affect the video it just won't show you the full frame for some terrible reason so if you ever uh, have a black border on your video that isn't there intentionally and it doesn't appear in quicktime 10 you're not crazy it's just trying to hide that from you because it thinks it's a mistake are we sure it wasn't a mistake let's be quite real. sure it wasn't a mistake okay all right well i'm just saying conceptually i don't know why you would have done that um but you haven't <clears> seen <throat> the video and uh -huh. you never will actually that's that's great mm. um but teasers yes teasers uh one last thing though about quicktime uh in in that you used to have to pay for it there used to be a pro version of quicktime oh dude i totally still have i took a screenshot of the settings when i bought it because it, it just the the thing would work it didn't like authorize through any sort of license server you would just punch in this code and it would be like yep that's a that's an authorized code and yes. uh, you could you could kind of use it wherever you want but wasn't it like 24.99 
uh, thirty bucks, twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> um, so that was a that it's was bananas. A, yeah, I imagine living in a world where you would pay thirty dollars for QuickTime. Um, <laughs> so strange. Um, but the uh, but then you could do like cool stuff, like copy little clips and things, and 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 do things. Uh, and then you know, of course, you could always take uh, stills from the teaser trailer and then that would be your desktop background for a week and then you pick another one um and and so like this is how people used to get you know psych themselves up for these movies and build up hype for things and like i said phantom menace um episode one um it was a thing and so that was 1999 and the teaser's kind of terrible because uh the 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 movie kind of terrible there's there's a lot less of anakin in the teaser than i remember well that's for the best because <laughs> i think they were trying to make you excited to see this movie uh so you didn't see very much of it um and I, I uh we do see the really neat scene of the hover tanks coming over the hill and all that stuff and it's like wow this is gonna be a, such an epic battle and that was turns out to be the gungan battle where they're like dropping giant gumballs on the ground and things um and the s- silly shield generators on the backs of elephants and stuff you don't have to see that part Fortunately, you just can see the cool droid things, and then you're just like, "Oh man, this is gonna be great!" And it's not. It uh, it's not. In retrospect, it was it was probably fantastic to see back then because you know Star Wars and all that. But um, it's just all it's a mess of stuff. Like it's all over the damn place, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I, it's one of those things where it's like it's accomplishing a lot because you get uh, characters old and new, briefly glimpsed. Uh, you don't understand what's going on with the Trade Federation. Fortunately for you, um, <laughs> you can you can find out about that later. <laughs> um, but uh, you, you get you know a Sith thing going on. You get uh, holograms. You get Yoda, the puppet Yoda. Um, <laughs> and I have to say, uh, along with a lot of other people, that the puppet version they built for the first star wars movie is not as good as the puppet version that they had before or at least there's something about it that's off and uh so when they replaced him later on with cg which also looks weird uh it it was also not as effective but in this teaser trailer it does it does stick out as very strange when you go back and watch it now and you're just like oh that's such a weird puppet (laughs) yeah he's more like middle-aged yoda he's got a lot more hair i mean he's still mostly bald but he's uh he, he looks far too young yeah, but also, like, it just doesn't... There's something off about him. But he's anyway... Kinda gre- he's kind of gremlin-y, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, very gremlin-y. Um, uh, but th- this this was something that excited everyone, and this is what made people line up for days to go see Phantom Menace when it came out. Uh, this, this is how excited the internet was about this thing. And uh, uh, it was, it's such an impact on the way things are marketed uh, and sold these days. Um uh and and the way hype is generated for these nerdy movies because like because there was a lot of people who kind of didn't really care that there wasn't plot in the teaser it was a lot of the did you see the the new robots in there and i think it's this model of that and you see those other ones over there and who who could be controlling this and that and what like trying to infer things uh based on a timeline and the characters and, and just every little bit of it just sort of dissecting the stills rather than kind of looking at it as a whole for what the movie was going to be like well yeah but that that's something that fans do is the sort of criminology of like you know you're gonna uh figure out how the soviet union works from the outside or something um <laughs> it's less of a trailer these teasers than it is just sort of like a controlled leak 
Yeah, well, <laughs> it's like you just picked a bunch of screenshots and you're like, let's just see what happens when we toss these to these mice. Um, <laughs> well, how does the control group fare? <laughs> and and the- I like like when it's intentionally misleading uh, or they just they show you something that's so tangential to the plot, like uh, the Cloverfield one. Uh, it did a great job of adding suspense and like excitement for the movie but it's so not even relevant to the plot really that moment in time that they show yeah let, yes so we are skipping forward from uh 1998 teaser trailer <laughs> Sorry, to- we can go back but that's just the one that i'm looking at right here in the document no 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 that's fine uh it, it's a good contrast because in 1998 you got the phantom menace stuff but then you still have people making a bunch of teaser trailers for many years and in 2008 um we have jj abrams uh, Cloverfield, uh, and this is relevant for a variety of reasons because he's going to be the director of Star Wars. Uh, and his t- teaser trailer for this is nothing like the movie, um, and uh, that's a shame because <laughs> I like, it's like the, the, it's the beginning of the movie, basically. Yeah, well, yeah, but if you watch that movie and then I showed you this teaser trailer and I said this is how this movie was marketed, you'd be like, oh, that doesn't really seem accurate. And sure enough, that's how I feel in the reverse, is that I, I saw this kick-butt teaser trailer uh, of how interesting this mystery was going to be, and this is when everyone was, you know, talking about how great J.J. Abrams was. Uh, like, his mystery stuff was going to be amazing, because lost in things and whatnots. And then you, you see this thing, and you're like, oh, oh. What yeah, a, there were a there terrible, were months, painful movie. <laughs> there were months and months of speculation. This trailer and uh, all of the marketing materials leading up to the the release of Cloverfield hooked me in so hard. I, I told you in the document, but like I was utterly obsessed. I think I watched this trailer dozens of times. And you know, there were people online talking about like, did you hear that one line of dialogue in the street there when the the Statue of Liberty head comes flying in? Does he say it's alive? I saw it it's alive. Does he say it's a lion instead of alive? Like they people were trying to <laughs> discern every little bit that they could. Yeah, there there was genuine uh concern or actual discussion about what the the monster was going to be and did he say lion and it's supposed to be some sort of lion shaped monster like nobody had any idea what the monster was going to look like and everyone was speculating and trying to you know look at the claw marks and the or teeth marks or whatever they were on the statue of liberty head that came flying in to try and figure out okay how big is it what is it and uh yeah I i distinctly remember people going through and and checking that out um i i it's so surprising really uh when when you um uh think about the amount of stuff that's in there and <laughs> which is nothing nothing <laughs> but people were pouring over that uh with a with a fine tooth comb to try and like figure out every every little pixel if it meant yeah. anything i i watched this uh briefly again now but i think i still remember the it, it being the teaser trailer but there's one sort of like quarter of a second shot where you see like a leg of the monster move past a building but you don't really you can't tell what it is you can just see something moving and then you get the statue of liberty head but there's there's absolutely nothing to be discerned from this sort of motion blurred shape moving past a building other than there's a large monster which you can kind of tell from the fact that the statue of liberty's head got ripped off yeah and then everybody was looking at the explosion frame and they're like oh i think i can see something yeah no you can't see anything no there's nothing there It's an explosion. Um, so, so, but you know that that really psyched people up, uh, and and so it's not like the thing where anyone learned their lesson about hype. <laughs> no, and point. then this one got even worse. Like, I, like I told you, they had websites 
built for these fake companies that weren't even in the movie. Like the uh, uh, the deep sea drilling company that was supposedly behind whatever awoke this monster had a website that got fake hacked by environmentalists like before the movie came out and there were all these like you know messages and drawings of uh undersea creatures and it was like god what does all this mean and a that company isn't even mentioned except i think that's the company that the guy the, the kid in this trailer is uh gonna go work for in uh what is he going to japan something like that um but uh like they're not even in the movie so people are pouring over this website and revisiting it like every week to see if it's changed and there's references to all these other things that are in other jj abrams tv shows and movie properties and it's like how are these connected how is this connected to the lost world or how is this connected to his other stuff and it's like it's totally not you are literally just wasting your time just keeping this movie in your consciousness and it's it's astounding how well that one worked on me i don't know why like i'm not even like a big like monster movie kind of dude but uh Cloverfield had me hook just <laughs> way, way too strongly. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to justify how many hours I wasted. It's probably it's probably just because I was trying to avoid work back in 2008. But no, let's let's <laughs> pretend it was a good trailer. Yeah, and and so these these teaser trailers can be incredibly effective uh, for luring uh, in in a lot of people for. Um, uh, uh, to pay attention to the the rest of the marketing materials for that movie because once you see this teaser trailer you are probably actively going to keep an eye out for other marketing materials like you're saying all the fake websites and stuff uh you're you're going uh, you know there are people that uh will see a teaser trailer and be like oh man i gotta find out when the next trailer is gonna come out and then they'll look up like when the japanese international trailer will release <laughs> i mean there's a Although, whole there is the, the the counter that if the teaser trailer does not hook you like this you're just going to kind of be turned off for a while like I, I can't think of any instances uh off the top of my head because i would have put them out of my mind but have you ever had the experience where you see a teaser trailer and you're like oh i don't know what that is and then you see a trailer like months down the line you're like oh so that's what this was that's actually interesting but the teaser didn't catch me at all yeah, and see, that's that's sort of like this this mind game where I can't actually think of anything either because if it was that bad, I wouldn't remember it. So, <laughs> I mean, not not yeah. bad in a good way. Well, I guess uh, I can't say bad in a good way for Indiana yeah. Jones four. Oh God! Well, see, that was the thing. Like you had said, like that was something that people were excited about, and I was like, oh, I guess people were excited about that back then. Because <laughs> I, 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 bl- I had blocked th- it out of my mind. I yeah, put it I- in a refrigerator and launched <laughs> it into the air. <laughs> Let's not go there. But I, I more remember the teaser because of all of the... Do you remember the controversy about how they, they went back and they removed some of the machine guns in post to make it more family-friendly teaser? Uh, I don't remember that controversy, but it doesn't surprise me. You can see it in the teaser there too. So, like when when they you first see uh, the sort of medium shot of uh, Harrison Ford and uh, his sidekick there being surrounded by the guys with guns, uh, there's something odd about his shirt. You can see that it was sort of recreated in poses because the two guys in the foregrounds had machine guns pointed at him in the first release of the teaser, and they went back and they removed that in comp because they thought it was too violent looking. Mm. Even though there's a line of like 12 other guys in, in the background there with uh, the, the machine guns. But they, they went back and re-edited it like a week after the trailer had come out because I guess people thought it was too violent or somebody thought it was too violent. So they uh, they they ruined it. Executives are the worst. Um, so, so moving Executives on. who are afraid of alienating their audience. Like I don't know how they would have thought that 
uh, something like that would have alienated the audience and the movie would have been a flop as a result. Uh, the movie turned out to be terrible for other reasons. Yeah, well, if you're a middle, uh, mid-tier executive who has enough authority to change things in marketing but not enough authority to change anything any th- anywhere else, then you're going to put all of your effort into into tweaking uh, the trailer. Um, so so what a, what a, whatever jerk is involved in that, good, good for him. Because uh, there were, of course, bigger problems. Like the story, the acting, the sets, the <laughs> lack of sets, the CG. The- yeah, I, I watch I watch the teaser trailer now for Indiana Jones Four, and I still I see that large explosion in the warehouse full of boxes, the secret government warehouse, and I go, oh man, I still wish they would have just spent more time in that room because that's that that's the interesting place to be. That that's what hooked us all when we recognized those boxes. We're like, oh, I know where that takes place. Yeah, but that brings up part of this uh with many of these teaser trailers that have to do with established intellectual property there is a level of fan service um and we haven't even talked about the force awakens trailer yet but let's let's talk about fan service for a second here uh where in stuff like the uh episode one trailer or in stuff like the indiana jones trailer when you're revisiting something that's been on the screen for a long time you're going to um uh and not just in the teaser trailers but in the movie itself you're going to insert things that are callbacks to the previous uh, components of the intellectual property people appreciate it. Characters, scenery, everything. And so, like, oh, well, that room's really cool. Everybody likes that room. Let's put the room in. It's in the, the movie for, like, two seconds and blows up. Um, right. Wasn't the first the first leak from Jurassic World, wasn't it actually, like, a photo of the, uh, the dock sign from Jurassic Park? Uh, I, I, I was not paying close attention to the Jurassic World leak I, I heard that it had happened but i was i was too busy that day to follow it up i was just like yeah, i'll just it, watch the trailer the, the, the sign that nedry ran over that uh, eventually led to his demise was like on the ground covered in mud and that was like a it's like oh it's confirmed it's in the movie so we're, we're, we're back on the island it's like uh, well i think we could probably assume that's we're back on the island but sure yeah okay yeah well an island with a with a monorail um <laughs> monorail monorail anyway th- that's a simpsons episode you wouldn't have you no i, I i'm familiar with that one because okay. it's been beaten to death but thank you yes monorail anyway um so the uh this is kind of a good spot to segue into i guess the most recent nostalgia with jurassic world um in in, the, in that they had a teaser for their trailer <laughs> within a matter of days of the trailer and it was mostly a couple clips that were going to be in the trailer anyway it was like four like half second long shots isn't it yeah and it had a little music and that was that was the thing um i was not uh to say i was not swept off my feet by it um i feel like this is maybe an example of a teaser trailer that is not is not entirely convincing uh do you think that's why they decided to release the trailer so quickly (laughs) perhaps um (laughs) i i I, like i said i was not following this with any intensity i'm sure there are whole reddit things and ain't it cool news forums full of people frothing at the mouth about it um but i don't know how releasing this trailer would have made them feel any better because i think the trailer is actually probably worse because it, it shows you a lot more stuff um that i don't know if is is really uh helpful um for framing um how they want me to think of their movie uh do you have any thoughts on it before i before i rip rip this a new <laughs> a new dino butthole 
I, I kind of do. Yeah, I, th- I think I have the same feelings you do in that uh, teasers usually go one of two directions. Like they, they really they either very gently hint at a storyline or they give you just enough recognition to get excited about it. Again, the fan service stuff. Um, this one is kind of like the worst of both worlds in that it kind of offers some plot, but it's very disjointed, especially in the way it starts, because we see uh, the, the kid, little kid from Iron Man 3 uh, getting sent off to, to camp with his brother or whatever. They're going to go to the Jurassic World Park, uh, I guess, unsupervised to uh, young children. Um, but anyway, so th- they're off to the island and then all of a sudden, like, we don't see them again. Uh, we're, we're listening to Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. And uh, that just at the very end there, we see uh, Iron Man 3 kid again uh, being menaced by some sort of dinosaur. Yeah. Like, there, there's nothing, like, who, who are we following along with here? And what what are we supposed to be concerned about? Uh, just, uh, okay, it seems like uh, all of this trailer is to say we, we, we genetically engineered a dinosaur and it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go bad. Yeah. Okay, so like you're saying, there's this conflict here with what kind of a teaser trailer do you want to be? Do you want to be the nostalgic fan service stuff or do you want to be uh, one of the explains way too many things Hollywood trailers uh, that we are all familiar with? Um, yeah, we, we see the Jurassic Park doors opening and there's our nostalgia. And then that's about it, right? Well, not just that. I, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like signage and things and like this is what the the park kind of was meant to be, I guess, if you want to think about it that way. Only it's sort of a more updated version, like as if some sort of catastrophe had happened, and then they went back and <laughs> set it all back up again. Um, so, so is uh, is Bryce Dallas Howard supposed to be uh, the the the, do- the girl from Jurassic Park? Uh, I am not sure who is she, who she's supposed to be, other than she's somehow running things. Um, I, and like I said, I'm not seeking out information on these things ahead of time. I don't feel like it would help me. Um, yeah, me neither. Yeah, so if, if you know the answers to this and you're like screaming into your podcast app of choice that, uh, you, of course, it's, you know, Richard Attenborough's daughter or something like that, then I don't really care. So thanks. But the uh, uh, she has some really impressive shoulder pads and an all-white suit, which seems inappropriate for lab work um, where you might spill something on it. But the... Uh, she she's she's management she can wear white yeah she's <laughs> she she's somehow like in there engineering dinosaur stuff and why do we need to know in the teaser trailer for this film that they've genetically engineered a new kind of dinosaur oh are you asking me or is yeah yeah i mean it was it was both a rhetorical question and i'm asking you do you have an idea because i don't have an idea i think it's a really poor choice to put that kind of narrative chunk of information into something that's supposed to get me excited to see this film because do you know what it does it makes me not excited to see this at all because i don't really think that that is a good idea i don't think that that logically holds up to any level of scrutiny uh i think that if this is going to be the fourth film in your Jurassic franchise and someone has decided that they're just going to start screwing around with dinosaur DNA to like make their own kind of dinosaur in their park where everything has gone wrong at least three other occasions, then <laughs> maybe, maybe... It really went wrong on one occasion and it took two more movies to clean it up. But um, <sighs> I, I'm, I'm going to become a terrible person that I hate because I'm going to speculate on story 
issues without actually knowing the story. So the the problem that I see with the genetically modified dinosaur in this trailer is that it kind of it kind of says this is going to be the thing that makes everything go wrong, which goes it's kind of in contrast makes all of the dinosaurs that are part of the park it kind of says those ones are fine we figured out how to keep dinosaurs in a park and uh make them jump up in the air and eat uh sharks uh, like for the audience's enjoyment so um we control the dinosaurs they're not a problem anymore the problem is when we decided to get a little too greedy and make our own dinosaur and i think the the reason the original Jurassic Park was successful is because man was never intended to try and control something as wild as dinosaurs. And this trailer seems to imply that not only have they mastered that, they're bored with it and they're moving on to try bigger and better things. Yeah, and I agree with you completely. That is also the same thing I thought because uh, the main theme of the first one is um, that uh, hum- humans are not prepared for this, and also humanity's actually humanity causes the problem with the park the first time, um, and that is an important part of the theme of that. Is that it is about greed uh, of this person taking the stuff for money and screwing over everybody, and they're all in danger, uh, and that even when they even the they, they come to find out through the course of the movie that even though they thought they had everything contained, that they were breeding anyways. So it's best not to hang out on this island. And then we get the second movie where it's like, oh, yeah, we, we totally are going to go get some dinosaurs and bring them to San Diego. Because um, that'll be a good idea. Just bring a T-Rex. And then we get sort of uh, King Kong. I, 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 it's so strange. Um, so we get we get that uh, in the second movie, which I think is probably one of Steven Spielberg's worst movies, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I hated The Lost World. Um, and uh, then we had the third movie, where we have to go through this, this whole other crap fest, um, where there's all this other stuff, and it's like, let's bring back a character from a previous film. Uh, and, and so then we wind up with the fourth movie, and we haven't seen, fortunately anyone wander in who was in a previous film other than dinosaurs because uh, chris pratt chris pratt is a new face and uh bryce dallas howard is, is a new face so they're theoretically not going to, to walk down memory lane again but who knows they'll probably give sam neill some part where he gets to say oh well, i'm not going back there who knows uh but but it just, it just seems like such a disaster like i i, I don't i don't know what to think of i don't it's one of those things where I don't have a positive feeling coming out of it. Unlike many of these other teaser trailers, especially teaser trailers of previous properties where I have been excited about things. Like, even after I was burned by The Phantom Menace, I was still excited when I saw the episode two trailers. I was like, oh man, he's going to get it right this time. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the, the thing about um, the Jurassic World trailer, I... It feels like a continuation, but it also feels like a retcon at the same time. Like, I, I don't know where they're drawing that line. I, I assume uh, it's the fourth in the series. But uh, the, the retcon that confuses me is like, even even in the Jurassic Park series, they were smart enough to do their development at Site B, which was a second island. So uh, why are you building your psychotic, genetically modified dinosaur on the same uh, property as the functioning uh, park. That's not 
that's not a smart idea. Also, presumably you already have this other island. Other, otherwise, I guess I'm left to assume that the the other island was just completely overrun. Uh, the Site B island was overrun, and they just sort of like let it go wild or whatever. And they're just like, well, uh, that one's a loss. It's just full of dinosaurs, and we can't go there anymore. Um, but but this, I don't know the. the the, the the main character I don't know who I really care about yet. Uh, the stakes are um, kind of small comparatively, and uh, I don't know. I, I guess once the genetically modified dinosaur gets out, it's going to wreak enough havoc to let all of the other dinosaurs out, and then uh, exponential chaos ensues. But um, I, I I won't say that I have a bad feeling watching this trailer because I'm still excited at the proposition of the Jurassic World. Uh, movie and maybe that's just because i'm optimistic about the 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 plot or the the whole property itself because i i like jurassic park and i want to see more of it and i want to see it done well so i'm still optimistic but um i i can see what you're saying in that uh the, the trailer doesn't do a whole lot of service yeah and see but we wouldn't be having these problems where we're thinking all of this stuff if they didn't put it in these chunks of the narrative if they just showed us visually what was happening in this teaser and didn't tell us what there was a genetically engineered dinosaur or tell us like uh um, any of this other information like we we just saw things yeah this is probably one where a fan edit of the jurassic world trailer would do wonders because if you remove a lot of stuff and use that creepy sort of uh melodic version of the jurassic park theme song uh, you could probably create some cool uh, dramatic tension with the stuff they've got in there. Just remove a lot of the dialogue and uh, some of the extraneous material. Yeah, I think it would be far more affecting. Um, and the uh, other thing I was going to say uh, before we move on from this topic is that uh, uh, the trailer um, also has a bit of a problem in that we uh, uh, see Margaritaville on one of the signs <laughs> in that little promenade area uh, in the park. Um, and, and so maybe this is all Jimmy Buffett's fault uh, and that the, the dinosaur that we're talking about is a misdirection. Well, um, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but uh, some people claim that there's a woman to blame, but uh, r- really it's his fault. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Oh, Dan. <laughs> Oh Dan, I, I wasn't. Uh, uh, I think that's a wrap mm. on the show, right? We're done. We're done. No, we still got to talk about the Force Awakens. No, no, we made it. Tw- we made it twenty-five episodes. That's that's good. We're, we'll call it quits on that. So the Force Awakens. Yes, <laughs> that, was, that was a good fake up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I'm too ashamed of myself, but I'm going to pretend that didn't happen, and we'll, we'll we'll keep moving on. Okay, so the Force Awakens. Um, uh, something, something's, something's awakening, awakening. So th- things are happening. Uh, when the, the name, this is one of those situations where the name for it came out before the film trailer, mm-hmm. um, and so a lot of people were were skeptical. And there have been leaks, and people have seen the Millennium Falcon, and people hear about uh, the medical status of Harrison Ford. So this is obviously being followed with a with a great level of of interest by uh, many. Let's call them let's call them super fans. Um, <laughs> And it, enough so that every little tiny movement of these people involved in this film is reported on. Uh, but somehow this trailer managed to get out and into the world uh, in, in, a, in a decent state um, where I wasn't subjected to it in any horrible bootleg. But I know that it was out there like a day early as a bootleg. 
Yeah, um, it's because originally it was, it was going to be in select theaters only. And then everyone kind of realized that, well, that's a terrible idea because people are just going to bootleg it and everyone's going to be watching terrible quality versions of it on the internet. So might as well just release the whole thing online at the same time. Yeah, I mean, who, who would have expected that every <laughs> moviegoer has a video recording device on them at all times these days? Uh, stupid. Um, just It's one of those things about Hollywood that uh, is still very much in the like uh, uh, pre- 1990s mindset is that there's still regions and that there's still a marketing control um, and that things can still be staggered and released in a certain way and it's just like no once it's out there it's out there Uh, everyone will find it everyone will report on it to every other friend that they have and sure enough that was the case here Uh, I dodged the bullet on seeing anything until the actual trailer was out and when I saw the trailer I was actually surprised because I had not expected this I thought it was going to be much more like the trailers for the prequel movies that had come before it um, and I think it's, it is quite unlike that. Uh, it, it is also unlike uh, the other Abrams trailers that uh, have been produced. So I don't know how much of that is Abrams' authority may have been there or not lack, it may have been lacking in the previous ones, and how much of that his authority is present in this Star Wars trailer. I'm assuming that they gave him you know, final say on this cut of the trailer, because it seems a little too artsy for the marketing department, to be perfectly honest. Well, the uh, the original Star Trek uh, teaser that he did also had a fair amount of sort of mystery around it that, that kind of worked in the same way that this one does. A little bit, but it, it, it had no real elements other than the Enterprise being built uh, and a voiceover from um, uh, an old... Um, an old recording and then uh nimoy and so everyone everyone just like crapped their pants when they heard nimoy um but the but that was that was that was the teaser for that uh and we're here we get this sort of weird unsettling start uh because we start on the tatooine desert at least i'm assuming it's the tatooine desert i mean lord knows there's tons of planets and it could be any other desert in the world uh, in the universe far far away but uh I'm, i'm just gonna call it as being Tatooine, uh, like so many other people have done, because you can't have a Star Wars movie without going to Tatooine every five seconds. Uh, <laughs> so, so popular, that planet of, of nothing. Um, and so we get that slow, 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 slow. Oh my god, he's a, it's, it's, it's a guy in a stormtrooper outfit, and he's gasping for breath. Um, and in some of the analysis that I've seen, like from Jason Snell, when he talked about it on The Incomparable, it's like, oh, this kind of seems like Lost, um, where if the first episode where uh, what's his face in the plane crash and stuff. Uh, and, and that's not a spoiler because I haven't seen it either, but I guess there's a plane crash. Um, so <laughs> that is the entire purpose for the show. Oh, I thought they were, I thought they were in, uh, no, no, I'm not going to say that. That would actually be a spoiler because I do know how it ends. So I'm not going to say the thing that I was just going to say. But they're in a place. They're in a place um, that might not be a plane. But uh, cut that out. Um, (laughs) The the thing that I saw, uh, I can't remember who retweeted it, but uh, the thing that I liked that I guess it it didn't really occur to me, but it's what you're you're talking about here, is that uh, for the first time in a long time, the characters in a Star Wars film appear to have a sense of urgency about things. It's not just sort of. (laughs) well, we got to make sure that we take care of this treaty before such and such happens or bad things will happen. These are actual people like hustling and worried about stuff. And that, uh, that's actually kind of good for drama in a, in a movie. Yeah. Who would have thought? Um, (laughs) it's like somebody had seen a human being before. Um, so, so, uh, 
so there's there's actually a lot of controversy just in this first little scene here of this guy sticking up his head because he's in stormtrooper outfit and uh people are saying that he can't be a stormtrooper because stormtroopers are specifically this kind of person that we had seen previously and it's like that is already the crazy pants level of, of criminology that is going on here to try to figure out what's happening inside of this trailer. Right in that first scene, you have people pulling their hair out over this. Um, yeah, and there, there was speculation as to whether or not this was a trailer-only shot because that long, lingering uh, intro on the sand seemed to be excessive for anything that would actually end up in a movie. And it's not to say that they didn't like maybe extend the shot for the trailer, but uh, I, I don't think it's a trailer-only shot. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to weigh in here and say that I, I think that everything from when he sticks his head up and maybe just like a beat before um is is going to be in the movie i think that the long lingering part of it probably not but uh it, that's fine it doesn't matter it, honest to god it, like if i'm wrong on that and they have the whole thing in there then big deal um or if it's not in there at all big deal it's not gonna be the end of the world um clearly this guy is in the movie and anybody who has a conspiracy theory about why he might be wearing this just for the trailer is i think bananas uh so he's probably in this outfit for for at least another scene uh so so that'll be in there in some way and um we of course get like a little hint of like imperial probe droid and this sort of atonal weird music that's going on and uh it has a lot of uh, other cuts to things and places uh, and we don't see any of the familiar characters that we've seen from Star Wars, um, but we do get a level of fan service from uh, the art design and the props and the locations um, and uh, vehicles, um, <laughs> namely a certain kind of bird uh, that that may or may not be also uh, a name of a spaceship and a uh, period of time. Um, <laughs> so, so that's a thing. And uh, it, it, it's, I think, a very effective trailer. Contrasting this with Jurassic World, it's like, this is going to work because I am interested in seeing this movie now. Um, whereas with Jurassic World, I'm totally not interested in seeing that movie. Uh, I will be on a plane, and that'll be the only option for me to watch something, <laughs> and it'll be that. And I'll probably take out my iPhone anyway and play a podcast. Because, oh, it's so rude. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry... Uh, uh, Christopher Pratt, um, I know we crapped all over your movies uh, twice now, and one of them we haven't even seen yet. But but I'm sure I, st- I still like him. I, 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 I like you very much. You're a nice guy. High five. <laughs> no, it's it's almost like uh, if you're contrasting these two trailers, it's like the editors picked the entirely opposite bin of shots because in the Star Wars uh, teaser we have things that don't really give us the plot, but give us enough to try and like imagine what the plot could be like oh god there, there's a million different things that these these few shots could be assembled into i i have no idea what the story is but there's also uh probably i mean for what there's like six shots in this and how much more fan services in this than the jurassic world trailer yeah uh, and and also with this um you wind up with uh, a situation where we don't get the narrative hang-ups right. um so we're not worried. We're not worried about the story. We're just trying to imagine how cool it could possibly be. Yeah, and so that's that's kind of the nice thing too, is because we're left thinking of all of the positive outcomes from this trailer, um, except for the, the, the lightsaber, because I only see negative things there. Uh, well, you're you're wrong. So that's okay. Okay, uh, listeners, um, I want you to vote 
if you <laughs> like the lightsaber or if you don't like the lightsaber. Um, and we, we will we will tally it up for the next episode. And let, let's also let's also go back in time and have everyone vote whether or not they want a car or a faster horse, because the audience always knows exactly what they want before they see what the options are. Or a plane or a boat. Yes. Now, I, I, I understand that there's skepticism about the uh, the lightsaber. I also understand that this is not new ground. There there have been lightsabers like this and weirder ones in the in uh, comics and books elsewhere before. But uh, it's new. It's cool. And uh, the, so is this trailer. So stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, see... See, the thing is, I don't have a problem at all with, like, the blade of the lightsaber. I think that's pretty nifty. I have a problem with the little, tiny, little cross-guard hilt thing. Um, that just doesn't seem good to me. I don't like it. It's a lightsaber. It looks rad. And apparently this guy knows how to use it, so that's all that matters. I know. I, I'm prepared to be proven wrong. But one of the things that I do like is that it seems to have start, sparked a little mem of... of uh, <laughs> Should I correct you now, or do you want the correction via Twitter later that it's meme? Meme? <laughs> All right, so the, the, me, the mem memes. <laughs> you, you got the note last time. I just didn't know if you wanted it again this time. Oh, I just don't care. Um, so the mem... Uh, <laughs> the meme uh the internet meme of 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 adding tons of little tiny blades to everything <laughs> yeah it was pretty good actually. it's very funny um and it has even reared its head inside of a uh entertaining fan version of the trailer uh called the george lucas special edition uh star wars episode 7 force awakens trailer um where there's a blade coming out the other end and two other little additional spiky things um, that someone tracked in there, <laughs> so that, that I found incredibly amusing. So I'm not and those, the only. Those giant lizard creatures are walking around in the background of everything. Yes, yes, <laughs> just like they were in in, in Star Wars, uh, the the special editions. Um, and and there's a hut in there, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> CG hut for no reason. I, I I really love that that fan version of it because I think it's just the the right level of of um, irreverence for. Uh, this while still saying that you really love this because no one would put this much effort into it if they really hated the, the thing yeah that one is kind of recognizing that uh the way things have been done in the past have not really turned out as well as we would have hoped and uh this is probably uh a better version of it Th- that fan trailer that's making fun of george lucas uh, seems optimistic about the movie whereby this other horribly uh edited one that made everyone angry uh it, it it's like the Stockholm Syndrome version of a fan trailer in that it's embracing everything that we hated about episodes one through three and throwing out the suspenseful cinematic moments that we get in the trailer, the, the real trailer. Yes. Um, and it's very strange because uh, I had initially seen, I, I saw people reacting to it on Twitter uh, and I just sort of ignored it. And then I saw uh, Todd Viziri, um, uh, who's a, a, uh, uh, comp supervisor um, on on several films um, weigh in on his thoughts on it, and uh, then I bothered to go look because I figured, oh well, if he's having this much nerd r- outrage over this, then it's got to be something. And sure enough, I also experienced a little bit of a uh, nerd outrage when I was reading the the comments about the evil illogical things that were removed from the trailer. 
uh, like the stormtrooper doesn't make any sense, so I'm going to remove him. Um, and the uh, <laughs> just like uh, the, the, they didn't like the uh, camera move on the Millennium Falcon shot. Right, because it's only it's only doable in CG, so they wanted to make it look more like a model shot, which is wrong on so many levels. Let's just say the, the guy who made that trailer and all of those comments is uh, unquestionably wrong about so, so many things. Like, I'm glad he added that description to his YouTube video to make it uh, to, to make it perfectly clear to everyone who read it that he is just wrong and dumb. Um, but the th- the thing about the trailer is it's just it's it's just it neutered everything about the 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 teaser that was good like it lost the drama it it just slapped as much fan service and canon together as possible and it doesn't look like a movie anymore now it just looks like uh just production stills like who cares at that point their trailer even if they thought it was uh right for whatever their reasons were it's boring and it's bad and he's wrong and it's it's that's why i got angry about it it's not so much the that he's uh he and all of the people commenting on YouTube are racist, which they were, which is terrible. Oh, yeah. But it's just that uh, it, you're wrong about how to build suspense and build excitement. That trailer did none of that. Yeah. I, I And if you're somebody who, who also feels similarly about uh, race, then um, uh, sorry to lose you as a listener, because um, I, I totally can't stand that anyone would say this stuff and the the youtube comments are of course predictably terrible uh so so don't read the comments people because then you'll just hate humanity yeah so um let's talk about the parts of the teaser that uh we do like oh by the way while while we're talking about memes uh from the the teaser did you see the one where they put googly eyes on the little robot oh uh, yeah uh, i love all great. of the little robot ones um somebody somebody um what was the other thing they did? Uh, there have been a few things that people have done. Uh, usually it's just putting text over it, like haters going to hate and stuff, um, <laughs> uh, which, which I find incredibly endearing. I like the robot. Um, I, I know it's it's uh, sort of a ridiculous design, and, and we had critiqued uh, other robots with ridiculous designs in previous podcast episodes, because uh, it doesn't Although seem that... I got to say, a round robot to go over the sand dunes like that is probably pretty practical if you can figure out how to get the internal momentum going. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to have any treads, so I don't know how it has any friction uh, to generate traction so that probably it can... Probably just uh, weight and sand. Okay. It's got like a little counterweight inside of it that rolls around on the inside of the ball? Sure. I mean, okay. you know, it kind of had like a separated pieces, like a soccer ball. So there could be a little bit of a tread there. I bet you those little hatches open up and it's like little R2-D2 kind of like instruments inside. That sounds fun. I bet you that's what it is. And see, look, Dude. we're doing it. We're doing that thing. <laughs> we're being fans. See, but we're, we're imagining the cool stuff. We're not talking about what's wrong with it. Yeah, well, because it's, it's not a lightsaber. Um, But the... Well, <laughs> the, three bra- the three-bladed lightsaber looked really cool and so did uh i I also liked that the guy kind of had his reminiscent um normal sith garb on but it didn't look it didn't look like he just bought it at a a halloween store and decided to just wear a a sith outfit it actually looked like there was some design to it oh well i'm sure it's gonna be interesting when he turns around and we see the front of him um but the uh uh one there's one other thing that i didn't quite like in the trailer, uh, and that was the uh, X-wings, um, or whatever they are. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's specifically a different model or something. Um, and no one correct me because I don't care. Um, uh, where they're flying like 
an inch off of the water uh it that doesn't that doesn't seem like a good idea for something that's completely unaerodynamic um with split <laughs> wings that split through the turbine of the engine or i don't know the, the, the whole thing just seems a little that seems a little strange well they got um, they got to fly beneath, fly beneath the radar mm-hmm. yeah they, they got to fly they still beneath. use radar in the Wait, wait, what year is this? Is it still a long time ago? It's still a long time ago, but it's less of a long time ago. Well, then, I yeah, they'd probably be using radar back then. Yeah, well, um, knowing thing, the way things are named in the, in the Star Wars universe, it's probably called Turbo Radar. Um, but the, because, uh, uh, you know, the Turbo Blasters and, and anyway, I don't know, I don't get it. Uh, one time I had a very... Uh, interesting argument with somebody when he, cause he was a, he was, a, this is back in middle school. He was a star Wars fan and I was a star Trek and star Wars fan, um, but leaning more towards the Trek. Uh, but I like both. And uh, that was incomprehensible to him. And to the point where uh, right after first contact came out, uh, star Trek first contact, he was telling me how the empire would defeat the Borg. So you know how that conversation was, <laughs> was going to go well for everyone. Uh, and he started describing how the Borg nanoprobes couldn't get through the plastisteel armor, and I was like, "Okay, okay, I like, I just, I." Uh, Sounds brain- like a fun, fun thought experiment. Let's let's have like uh, uh, Han Solo fight uh, Picard or something. Yeah, it will. Oh my god, there's so many of those on YouTube. Um, <laughs> just just type in like Star Trek versus Star Wars and you get like 50,000 no, of these things. I don't want to do that at all. No, you don't want to because usually they're like uh, some CG models and then they'll like put some like action film score over it uh, from like a World War II movie or something or like uh, from Lord of the Rings or S- S- Requiem for a Dream or something crazy and they'll just put it put it over it and they'll be like, yeah, now they're actually having a battle with each other. It's like, okie dokie, guy, you seem strange. And then there are other ones where people take clips and they'll cut it together so that Picard is approaching the Death Star and he's going to fire phasers and then, you know, he gets force choked by Darth Vader. I mean, there's all oh, man. kinds I feel of so, stuff. I feel so bad for bringing this up, but did you see the Batman versus Darth Vader thing that was out <laughs> recently? No, I didn't. Uh, it was going around at the same time that the the uh, Force Awakens teaser came out, just because I guess everyone was rabid for more uh, Star Wars stuff. But there's a, a fan made short film of Batman versus Darth Vader. Uh, I remember the one that was um, uh, Batman um, and the Joker, and then Alien and Predator. Uh, remember <laughs> that one? No, I don't. Oh man, that one was that was. We'll put that in the show notes. Uh, that was that was that was a thing. Uh, yeah, it, it was one of those things where uh, a director guy had put this together himself, financed himself, uh, all the stuff. Like even had you know somebody in a in an alien costume. Like it, it just the trailer doesn't. It, it's like a little short, filmy kind of trailery kind of feel to it. But it, it but it's it's just sort of ludicrous because uh, it doesn't it doesn't quite work out very well for everybody. Um, uh it's very strange but yeah same thing on this other one uh i think the premise is that batman is aboard the death star to uh recover a uh, kidnapped superman and uh he 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 runs into darth vader and they uh they have fisticuffs that sounds it's pretty it's pretty well done for for a ludicrous premise Mm -hmm. mm-hmm i'm sure i'm sure you'll you'll hate the visual effects Mm mm-hmm so uh teaser trailers do we like them do we hate them do they just uh invoke rage in us 
I, I, I got to say, I do hate that uh, after seeing this, I have to wait another year before I can see the movie. Well, that's what it's supposed to instill in you. Whereas with Jurassic Park, uh, sorry, Jurassic World, I, I am, I'm not anxious at all to see that, are you? Uh, you have me currently realizing that I know when Star Wars comes out and I'm bummed, and I have no idea when Jurassic World comes out, and I'm not super bummed about that. Yes, see, exactly. So right, there's this interesting dichotomy uh, with, with these two coming out so close to each other. Uh, in, in that it also perfectly captures my feelings on trailers um, and, and teaser trailers specifically in that uh, sometimes they can be hype machines uh, that can get you really interested in a project and sometimes they can be poorly constructed and not get you interested in watching anything or learning anything about it or seeing the movie uh, so uh, that, 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 that's basically my feeling on it. It's a 50-50 toss up um, and you better hope you made a good tra- teaser trailer and even if you do make a good teaser trailer, I also feel like you probably need to make a good movie. Because if you don't make a good movie, everyone will remember your teaser trailer and like it more than your movie. <laughs> and they will talk down about your movie. They'll yeah. remember to talk down about your movie. Like we remembered to say terrible things about Cloverfield. And we remembered to say terrible things about uh, uh, Star Wars uh, prequels. I mean... And th- this is where we insert the uh, show link to that time I went off ranting about the Great Gatsby trailer and the three different versions of the trailer and how one of them was accurate to the movie, but uh, the one trailer was actually really good and wasn't like the movie, and how I was really sad that the movie kind of stunk, but one of the trailers was super good. Yeah, and see, so it can backfire on people if they just make good trailers. Um, so so it, it's it's all a wash, really. Um, they're They're interesting... And they will continue to be interesting, and I will continue to watch them. Uh, and you will continue to watch them, and we will continue to discuss them. And sometimes there will be strings on people, and sometimes there will be lightsabers, and sometimes there will be strings with lightsabers. Uh, what if the what if the strings had exhaust ports with other little strings coming off of them? <laughs> uh, that sounds like a rather structurally weak string. Yeah, I know, but you said that worked for a lightsaber. Well, a lightsaber's made out of light now, isn't it? Mm, that was like a plasma induction thingy or something. Yeah, let's let's not let's not talk about the science of lightsabers. Um, and I, I would like to take this opportunity also to implore people not to make fan edits of trailers because stop it. I'm fine with people making fan edits of trailers. I, I I'm not cool with people being like schmucks about it. Uh, so fan films, I get if you're yeah. shooting your own stuff and you want to make your own version of something, but re-editing other people's material uh, annoys me. Uh-huh. Like every every time I see those, um, what was it? Uh, like they re-edited, um, they re-edited a, a trailer of a movie to make it seem like a horror movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? It, was, it wasn't that long ago. No, I don't recall. Well, sometimes it can be very funny. I mean, uh, there's all those uh, other little things where they make fun of uh, trailers and stuff. Like, uh, uh, and also movies. Have you have you seen the red letter media versions of the Star Wars uh, prequels? Oh, I've seen the critiques of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those are funny. Um, and, uh, uh, a lot of the parodies of like some big dramatic moment turning out to be some big slapstick comedic moment. Um, and like we're saying, like this, this version of the force awakens trailer with like 10,000 tie fighters in it is, is, is very entertaining and funny. So I, I don't, I don't think that anyone should it, it, there should be like a licensing service and people's rights to make these should be revoked no 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 that that one's yeah th- th- that one's funny and amusing and done uh 
for, for humor's sake, the people who are re-editing trailers because they think uh, they can do it better, uh, th- those people I want to uh, slap in the face with a large fish. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't mind it so much because usually it's bad, and usually it's not noteworthy that it's bad, um, but there's just been a lot of buzz about this one particular bad one, um, so that, that kind of set me off. As, yeah, as it the, did you. <laughs> the, the idea that, um, and really what it gets down to is they, the the idea that you you can do something better than the filmmaker uh, without really knowing what they're actually doing because you have no idea what the story is or wh- whether or not this trailer accurately represents the movie or whether it's appropriately building tension for the movie you're going to see. That's you have no idea. They do. So uh, stop it. Well, see, but that's a that's one of those things with with this where uh, I'm actually kind of glad that I can see what they think it should be so that I know that they are wrong. <laughs> so yeah, but it makes you me know, feel better. <laughs> All warm we, and fuzzy inside that they're wrong. <laughs> we, we want everyone to enjoy the movie, everyone to enjoy the trailer, and we want them to be on board with this new vision because it's going to go in a different direction because it's not George Lucas and it's not the original movies and it's not the prequels. Uh, this is a new thing. So let it be a new thing and enjoy it. That's, that's, that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. That's why we're fans. We want to mm-hmm. see the new stuff. Mm-hmm. If, if we wanted to see the old stuff again, we would go watch the old stuff. Don't we usually just watch old stuff on this podcast? Well, uh, not Star Wars. We haven't done Star Wars. I don't think we're going to do Star Wars. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's to Star Wars. It's kind of not really much of a point. Well, do you know what I, I want to do? What? Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. <laughs> Nobody does that. Either. I, I I don't know anything about that. No, well, exactly. I will well, say maybe. that I I am excited for um, episode seven to come out. Yes, uh, I am similarly excited about that. I think that will be neat. Uh, yep. and, and if that wasn't clear before, um, it, while I, while we usually sound pretty jaded about most things, and we were very jaded about uh, we are very jaded about Jurassic World, um, I, we are both seemingly completely on board with with J.J. Abrams doing his uh, Star Wars handiwork. So. Let's, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a fan of, I'm a fan of J.J. Abrams. I like his work, even though I don't always absolutely love the movies he makes. Uh, he's, got a, he's got a directorial style that, that jives with the way my brain works, and uh, I like watching his stuff. Uh, I, um, <laughs> I, I can hear your hesitance as just you shouting uh, at Star Trek 1 and 2. Okay. I mean, I found them enjoyable, but... <laughs> It, so I guess the question is, did you take issue with them because they violated the, the, the canon of the, the stories that you had grown to love? Perhaps. See, and this is this is the problem. But see, I don't have that problem with Star Wars. Um, I'm <laughs> so all clearly for- you do like Star Trek more. Well, no, but see, he's not he's not he's not going back in time and rewriting Star Wars. This isn't a reboot. Um, he's well, we don't really know what he's doing now, do we? Well, he said it wasn't a reboot in like an interview thing that they're just continuing from the, where they were with the things and the stuff. Hmm. Well, I mean, te- technically, Star Trek wasn't uh, a retcon because it's a parallel universe. But anyway, yes. Well, I don't like there's, the there's also universe. there's also a uh, metric crap ton more canon in the Star Trek universe than there is in Star Wars. So, uh, 
he's got some, someone's gonna get some angry tweets about some some horrible Timothy Zahn book that somebody read about Admiral Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> I'm talking about in the in the world of Star Wars movies. There are six Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Now, now there will be a seventh movie. Uh oh. Some some expanded universe geeks are going to come after you. In the in the world of Star Trek, there are how many movies along with how many episodes of a TV show? Too many uh, to count. Oh, I was going to say, are you pausing for me to actually give you a number? <laughs> would you? Would you <laughs> I, I assume you would actually know I, it off the top of your head. <laughs> well, I was going to say, would you be disturbed if I did know it off the top of my head? I would be disturbed. That would be strange. <laughs> if anybody knows the number of of Star Wars, uh, Star Trek uh, movies, and Star Trek TV series episodes out there off the top of their head and can like give that to you and like oh well are you counting two parters or something then then back away very slowly from that person because that is not something anybody should know well uh t- tweet the number to us no cheating and doing research and if you win uh matt alexander will send you a volcano sticker it's <laughs> <laughs> a lose-lose game i know any other thoughts on teasers you want to button this up Let, let's let's end this did, did it end already? Can we end earlier than this? I don't like this. Whatever this sure. is. Sure. Uh, wait, uh, what if you leave this in and then people hear me saying that I don't like this? Uh, You're not going to do that to me, are you? They'll, they'll probably do a fan edit of you saying that you do like it. They'll just cut oh. the word don't. Man, how weird would that be if people were sending us fan edits of our podcasts where they rearranged the segments and the things that we said? So that we had better uh, podcasts that they felt were better and didn't have the evil, illogical things in them? Well, that that is the danger of committing so many hours of your voice to uh, a recording, because you can virtually assemble any commentary you want out of uh, th- those those words. Are we going to be like Marlon Brando, reanimated in Superman uh, Returns, where, where there's just a talking head and they just throw up some, some reassembled words behind it? Uh, it's entirely possible. I, I think through combination of our twenty-five episodes or whatever it is, twenty-five, right? Uh, yeah. You could you could probably assemble any narrative you want from the words that we have used. No, that's disturbing. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of seventy-seven. Ah, Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask, did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah! Star Wars! Those here in Star Wars! My seventh winner up here! Star Wars! Time can fly! So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.